It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, uh, welcome aboard. It's the Tuesday edition, so uh, coming up at the uh, end of the uh, program, we'll have our new top tens, uh, and uh, that could be interesting this week. Um, actually, I think it's interesting every week, but it could be interesting. Brady got his wish. Brady got his wish. Marine City, as expected, rolls Madison. We're going to have a fun matchup Friday night at Walt Braun Viking Stadium, won't we, Dennis? And the hype is beginning already from Brady and his 4-0 Express game is yes. what, he, what he's officially calling it. Yes. I mean, I've been on this hype train since, what, week two? After both teams won week one, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We, wait a could, minute. we could have a fun game here. But the no. stars are aligning. Yes. And then you have, you'll be back at Memorial Stadium this week. I'll be back at Memorial Stadium this week. Um, PH uh, has already won a league title, uh, but uh, they'll try to make it uh, a perfect record uh, in league play. So uh, we'll talk about uh, that. And we'll have all of the games from all of the leagues and try to sort out all of the mess. Some of it is starting right. to clear up. Some of it is just too complicated and complex to even think about yet. Yeah, figure out where the conferences are right now. Um, again, if you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, G underscore Stuck on Sports. Facebook, we just get stuck on sports. Uh, so you follow us on Twitter. We'll update you, put out our top tens. Uh, on I be, Usually I'll put those out on like Wednesday. Uh, Facebook, you can get some highlights from the week before. We also have our archives, so if you want to listen, if you're a player and you're listening and we did one of your games you want to go back and listen, you just go to GetStuckOnSports.com, scroll down a little bit on the homepage. There's a button that just says Play-By-Play Archive. takes you right to it. Any game we've done, except for I think one or two we had technical problems with. But besides that, the last couple of weeks we've put them all up there. Um, we also have scores, standings, schedules, anything you need for Blue Water Area football is on the GetStuckOnSports.com. And if you want to help uh, support high school sports and this website, we've got a store, too. You can buy some cool stuff. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> and last thing I think we need to plug before we can really get into the show, uh, again, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts now, and we're on iTunes. So almost anywhere you get your podcast from, you can listen to us. Uh, yeah, so you can listen to this show. We have, we have, already, have our, guest book, our guest picker booked for Thursday. That's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about all the housekeeping stuff we needed to do. Did want to mention St. Clair native Tyler Mott, mm-hmm. part of that uh, great uh, group that uh, Danny White uh, didn't bungle, um, <laughs> though he tried. Uh, Tyler Mott got a, a two-year contract extension from the Vancouver Canucks, so way to go. Yeah. He's making good money. Yeah. Yeah, There's uh, <laughs> it's nice when your yearly salary has two commas in it. <laughs> And you get to live in yours doesn't? No, no, you don't. You don't pay me enough yet. But <laughs> working on that. Um, but yeah, you get to live in Vancouver too. Beautiful That's, city. Yeah, beautiful city. And the Canucks are a young, maybe up and coming uh, franchise. They, they've got some uh, good young players there, and Tyler's among that group. Yeah, and I think he was kind of like passed around at the start of his career from the Blackhawks to the Blue Jackets. He's found a nice little home in. Uh, Vancouver, so I found myself rooting for them when they were in the bubble. Yeah, you know, and and people forget uh, Tyler Mott was a, a big time goal scorer at the University of Michigan. I mean, his numbers in the NHL, trying to find his niche there. Yeah. Um, you know, he hasn't put up the offensive numbers, but he is capable, um, given the uh, opportunity. 
Uh, and, of course, I'll never forget, uh, it was a shootout goal against Brother CJ in college. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think I, so. Uh, I bet Mom and Dad were really excited at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very conflicted. Who, yeah. Who do you root for? You root for Tyler to score or for CJ to make the save? Anyways, we're rooting for the 4-0 Express, and uh, we'll get more in-depth on that in just a moment as we get things rolling. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak. Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Garrett. Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Start Logos. strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All aboard! 
They're going to hand it off to Lito to the left side. He's got a hold of the 10 to the 5 to the corner to the end zone. Touchdown, LaMarcus Lee. The 15 going to the pylon to the 10. A walk-off buzzer beater for the first half. Anthony Rafino from Jeff Heslop. Takes the handoff, rolling out left. He's going to throw it up there. That's Evan Warner, and no one's by him. Touchdown, Marysville. Watson to the right side, makes a man miss, stiffs on the man over the 40, to the 35, to the 30, he's got room 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Marine City. You know, we know they need to be ready for Marysville. Tyler's got room to run to the 50, 45, he's got one man to beat the cutback to the 30. To the 25, 20, makes a man fall down. What a move to the 10 to the 5 to the end zone. Zach Tetler with a couple of ankle breakers. What a run from the sophomore. Meyer gives it to Singleton straight up the middle to the 30, to the 25, to the 20. Stiff arm, 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. 33 yards for DeMarco Singleton. Ah, yeah, the uh, Brady Beaton hype train has uh, begun already. You're calling it the 4-0 Express. I'm calling it the hype train. Well, I mean, I just called it because 4-0 Express for each team back in week one after I think both teams won, and I realized we'd have a max over title game in week five. And, uh, you know, Marysville had to survive on Friday. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, Marine City's not, not as much. We knew Madison's been down. But I finally get my wish. For the first time since 2001, this is the latest these two teams have met in the season undefeated. I think they met in, like, week two a couple years, like, a few years back. Uh, both 1-0. and But, no, this is the latest in about 20 years that these two teams have met undefeated for a league title. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic for Friday night. You know, the, the Vikings had to go two OTs with Fitzgerald. Uh, that could have gone the other way, uh, and I know that that would have just crushed you. It would have. It would have. But it, it brings up an interesting thing I want to talk about. Marine City's been dominant, but does it help Marysville that they get a gut check, that they get a, a, a grinded-out victory on the road a week before they face a tough opponent? where Marine City really hasn't, hasn't had to worry about a game in the fourth quarter yet? My question is, um, did Marine City get a schedule break by getting to face Fitzgerald right away? Because clearly Fitzgerald has gotten better every single week, and they are a different team through four games than they were when they went into that opener against the Mariners. Oh, 100%. I mean, I could tell you the week one that Fitzgerald had talent, but it, Marine City's system and how institutionalized it is within that program, they didn't need as much of a – they didn't get hurt by the stop-start at the beginning of the year that Fitzgerald did. It looked like Fitzgerald was kind of playing with bare bones in the playbook, a lot of new people learning a new system. So not that Marine City wouldn't have beat them. I still would pick them today to beat Fitzgerald. But I think it would have given them a much tougher test, especially – had they played, have to play in week four and down at Fitz. 
A lot different than week one at home. So both these teams are pretty loaded. Marysville has a little bit more experience than Marine City, but Marine City doesn't ever play like they're inexperienced. No. No, they're – I mean, the <laughs> the sophomores, Heslop, Rafino, Tetler, uh, they're all just – they look poised. They look very poised out there, and they do have some seniors. Charles Tigert is a guy we really haven't talked about that much because we haven't needed to. They haven't had to go to him. I mean, you have the Walker brothers there. They're they're very experienced there. It seems like they're making a play on defense all the time. Marysville, though, uh, yeah, you're right. They are very senior heavy. I mean, you got Zach Meyer, Evan Wooder, DeMarco Singleton, Sam Lasher, Larry Smayfield, all seniors on that team, all from a year ago that, again, surprised us last year with what they did. Now, let's see if they can really surprise us this Friday. You've seen these teams more than I have, so I don't mean to put you on the spot with all mm-hmm. these questions, but I haven't seen the Mariners yet, and I've seen Marysville once. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there one thing that sticks out to you that's glaring that one team has an advantage over the other? I wouldn't say there's anything glaring. I think that's I, – I would say maybe Marine City has made a – couple fewer mistakes than Marysville um I think some hasn't hurt themselves as much with uh, penalties but again it's a rivalry game I don't there's not a whole lot that distinguishes uh one team from another one thing that could be to Marine City's advantage I mean their coaching staff has been together for years their experience this is they've done this game a million times this is Derek Meyer's first time coaching in this game with undefeated really big stakes the whole area is going to be looking at this game this week so that might be something uh that the Mariners have an advantage with but again the players for Marysville have all been in this game before I like the fact that it's it's clear cut there's no gray area here if Marine City wins this game it's their 22nd league championship in school history if Marysville wins this game it's their 39th league championship in school history that's insane that is that's a lot of league championships for two schools that are just a few miles apart I would have to go back and look but I think going back to like the 50s or something there's never been a class or maybe there's one class that like from freshman to senior didn't have a league title in football that's now that's just impressive. It might maybe one or two, but I know it's very few kids have gone through Marysville High School without experiencing one football league title. All right, on uh, the, the last uh, podcast Saturday, not all the scores were in yet, mm-hmm. so there was speculation as to whether or not Portier and High would need to win this week to be the the blue champs. But with uh, the the Frazier score. Uh, it was seven to six for Lance Cruz. That made it official. The Big Reds are the blue champs, regardless of what happens this week. Nobody can touch them, but I imagine they're going to run the table in league. Uh, Sterling Heights hasn't been blown out by anybody. That beat has, anyone. That that has the chance of happening this week. <laughs> yeah, and I I I do think you're going to see Port here on high. Just kind of go back to what they're doing. Go back to basics. Let their athletes be athletes, and. Try to stay healthy, I think, is the main goal the next two weeks because they've done what they wanted to do. They have the Brick Prowler Trophy. They have the Mac Blue. 
Not that these next two games don't mean anything, but uh, they're. I'm sure all those coaches are gearing up for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if anything, at this point, PH is thinking about positioning uh, and maybe the, you right. know how important is it to be the number one seed in the district, or are you just happy being one of the top four seeds and knowing you're going to play a home game uh, at uh, first. I think I'd want to be number one and get as many home games as I can. Yeah, because and something else, I mean, again, these coaches aren't thinking about that, but we're, we're the airbags <laughs> talking about it <laughs> so we can look ahead to this. You have the potential to have four home playoff games in Division Two. You could host a regional final, which they've done one time in history, that loss to Wald Lake Western. But uh, if you look right now, Port Huron High has 66 playoff points. No one else in their region has is above them. Berkeley is in the other region. They're at 62. So it looks like they're going to host at least three playoff games. Roseville's the second seed right now. They're only at 49 playoff points. So Port Huron High could uh, have quite a few games at Memorial Stadium coming up. Uh, Northern uh, travels to Frazier this week. Um, and again, this is not the Frazier team that got blown out in game one against PH. The last three weeks, they've played good football. They're 2-1 and one in that stretch, a one-point loss last week. Uh, and the Huskies have been playing tight football games all along the, the stretch here. This is a pretty even game, and, and this is going to be a good test for the Huskies on the road at Frazier. Well, you want to talk about playoff positioning. I think it's more important to Northern to win these games coming up. Right now, they'd be the three seed in their district, and Roseville's the team ahead of them. So if they can, they might be rooting for their uh, crosstown rival in week six to knock off Roseville. So if Northern can run the table, which I, I'm sure they'll beat Cousineau week six, that, that that's a down program, they can get a win here. They might be the two seed in that district. So that's that's something to look forward to if you're a Northern fan. And I think something you've said, I, I believe you said it Saturday, they've been getting better as the weeks have gone on. So keep improving and start hitting your stride come playoffs because I'm sure right now everyone up there in Husky land is thinking they want to get revenge, like flip the script from a year ago, knock the Big Reds out of the playoffs this yeah. year. Now uh, you mentioned Roseville. They're on the road this week at St. Clair. They'll be at East China Stadium on Friday night uh, where the uh, Saints again – are going to be up against a team that's been pretty good. Roseville is going to come in angry too, unfortunately, because they lost to East Detroit on Friday uh, in what was basically for the uh, the title uh, in uh, the uh, gold. Yeah, they um, they're the first team to score on East Point, so they have. Yeah, it wasn't a bad game as, as East Point scores go th this uh, year. They only lost by sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. They only Which, gave up 28 points, and I think East Point had scored at least 40 in every game. So I think the Saints are going to have a uh, real tough matchup. They have them at home, but, uh, yeah, uh, St. Clair is struggling right now and not a team you really want to see in Roseville. No, uh, and I'm going to throw this one into our uh, first segment because it's a MAC game, uh, and it's got white implications uh, for who will be the champions there. Anchor Bay, 3-1. and one. Travels to Warren Mott, who's 4-0. So the Tars have a chance to get a piece of things if they can knock off the Marauders, but that's a tough task to go to that place uh, and, and win a football game of that meaning. But 
Uh, we've kind well, of been ignoring the Tars this year. They've been pretty good. Well, Warren Mott hasn't really blown anyone out, especially in the white. They beat Lakeview by three, Utica Ford by three, and, and Utica by two points. So they're not steamrolling teams in the MAC white. I mean, it would it would be a nice story to see Anchor Bay come in uh, with a new head coach and take the, the MAC white. So uh, – Good luck to uh, all uh, the uh, teams that have uh, implications uh, this week. Anchor Bay has a shot at uh, sharing a title. And like we say, Marine City Marysville, the winner of that game is going to be the outright champions. And uh, PH already with a Mac Blue uh, championship. It's uh, their, I believe, their sixth Mac Blue title of the 12 league titles that they've won. Yeah. How many of those are under Coach Mullins? Uh, most of them probably. Yeah, I mean that's... they got a few white championships. I think when Coach Kindle was there, mm-hmm. uh, and they won the uh, old Eastern Michigan League twice before either of us was born. Uh, yeah, I think you were <laughs> around for that one. No, I, I was looking at it. Uh, you, 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 it was back before uh, uh, my birthday. So, uh, at any rate, uh, that's a look at the Macomb Area Conference. We'll we'll sort out the BWAC. The GTC East, take a look at uh, some uh, important – there's a lot of important eight-man games going on uh, this week. It's all still to come here on the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do part trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810- 10-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Start FINRA strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. 
Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. This bothers Brady a lot, but the uh, BWAC can't be outright decided this week. North Branch, with a win at Imlay City, would get no worse than a share of the title, but as the outcomes of the game come in, our made Croslex play each other, one of them is still only going to have one loss, so North Branch would have to win in week six to go undefeated and assure that they are the outright, all-by-themselves champions and this bothers Brady because it it could end in a way where North Branch and Croslex have the same record and Brady says that North Branch is the champ because they beat Croslex yes if two teams all right if this is just a two-way tie because I know you can get in a three or even if you get really wacky a four-way tie but in a two-way tie if North Branch is four and one in league or five and one it would be at the end of the year and Croslex is 5-1 and one in league at the end of the year. And those two teams that played each other, well, you know who the better team is. North Branch beat Croslex, so the tiebreaker should go to the team that won the head-to-head matchup. They, they beat them by a single touchdown in a game that if you played it four times, probably both teams win twice. Cool. But the one time they did play it, North Branch won. Like again, if there's like if you got some weird triangle where Emily City beat North Branch, but North Branch beat Croslex and Croslex beat Emily City, then you all tied because the head to head doesn't work. But I don't like the like I don't know, it just bothers me. Well, you can declare anything you want, but and, and to be honest, I don't think it matters because I don't think North Branch is going to lose no. either of their next two games, so they're going to be the outright champions. And there's nothing to do with BWAC, North Branch. But if there were an upset then, hey, Croslex can say, well, you got upset by Imlay City and we beat them by 40 points. We're the better team. Yeah, and then I'd say, okay, well, then play us. Oh, wait, you did and you lost. Sorry, we're the champs. And again, nothing to do with North Branch or Croslex. This is just using them as an example. It's just something that bothers me. Like, like look, in college football, when you go to a championship game, the, the tiebreakers head-to-head, if you have the same record, but – but Michigan lost to Ohio State, then Ohio State goes to the Big Ten title game. If the BWAC was sending someone to a title game, then they should be the champ. And, no, you don't get to claim co-champs if you lost to them. Well, apparently you do because when I look at the state records, they have co-champs and somebody lost to somebody during the regular season meeting. So that's all I'm saying. History will remember it as a co-championship, I'm which saying, I don't think it's going to happen, but no. I'm just, from a technical point, the league is uh, is not decided yet. But if North Branch beats Emily City this week, they can do no worse than share the title. Mm-hmm. And if they win both of their remaining games, they will be the outright Could champions. you imagine the chaos we could have if uh, Armada upsets Croslex and Emily City upsets North Branch? That's why they call it the B-Wacky. Like, you would have a 4-1 North Branch team, a 4-1 Emily City team, a 3-2 Croslex team, and a 4-1 Armada team. Well, Armada would be 3-1 because, remember, oh, oh yeah, uh, the they, they, they lost the league game uh, with the Almont situation. See, and, See, and you, the Almont what? situation can screw things up, too, yeah. because teams that the last two weeks, teams that were supposed to play Almont 
didn't get to play a league game and they, they had to go out of league or or not play. So, uh, And speaking of Almont, they're back in the, the mix now because uh, the quarantine should be over and they should be playing uh, Richmond at home this week. Um, and it will be very interesting to see how charged up they are uh, and against a Richmond team that uh, has been down this year. And here's something we don't know. How much was Almont, what were their players doing over the quarantine? How much were they working out themselves? How in shape are they going to be? Or Is it going to be charged up or is it going to be rust? Because two weeks is a long time to not practice. That's a long time to be out of the game. And to come back and you have to play Richmond again. Richmond, a tough one at North Branch a week ago. But that's I'm that you might not see Alma at 100% or even 80% this coming week. I think that they'll, you know, it, it might be rusty uh, and it might not be like a, a typical performance and, and you'll look at the score and go, oh, you know, maybe Almont's not that good. I think if, if the score is close in this game, it's just simply because Almont's getting back on track. I still think Almont is a good football team. I do too, but for this one week, it's, I mean, think about it. You get usually two and a half weeks to prepare for your first game. They have to, they had two weeks off. And now they have to go and play someone right away, like with essentially four days of practice to get ready to shake off two weeks of rust. What do you do as a coach? Do you condition them, try to get that back? Do you try to get the playbook reinstilled? I don't know. That's that's a good staff over there, and I'm sure that uh, they're working hard this week and they'll have that team um, ready to play on the Friday night. Um, something's got to give. Algonac is at uh, Yale. One of those teams is finally going to get some good news and get a win. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be one of the tougher ones in the pick'em, won't it? It Actually, it, it will be because it's it's pretty evenly matched. Um, Sandusky has won the GTC East Championship. That's a screwed-up league in terms of nobody's playing the same number of games yeah, this well, year. That's... It's kind of like the Federal Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Sandusky is 4-0, and nobody in that conference can win four league games. Well, so they're the champs. I don't care about anybody else, and everybody else has got at least a loss. So who cares? Um, and uh, they're scheduled to play at uh, Memphis, but Memphis hasn't played in a couple of weeks. And here's the one thing I don't get. Why doesn't the GTC, if they have an East and a West, why don't crossover games count towards the conference standings? Because it's not the same league. They're just crossover games. But then – but, like, okay, you have a Big Ten East and West. When the East plays the West, it still counts. Yeah. So why does the GTC East and West not count? Then it's not the same conference. Then name it something different. Don't make me think it's one conference broken into two divisions if you're not going to count them as conference I think games. it's two conferences that share the greater thumb conference name. And then there's an East and a West. Well, then have a I think they view themselves as, a, a, as separate leagues – but they use the connection to fill out their schedule with crossover games. So you've got your league games, and then it's just easy travel-wise to say, hey, let's partner up and we'll cross over games, and that'll right. fill out our schedule. But it, and then you don't have to go to Roger City. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like You think like if it's a GTC game, it's going to be a conference game. I don't know. Maybe I'm grumpy today. I've, I've, yeah, you're I a little grumpy I today, had a but... really good day yesterday. Um, I... No, I've had a good week so far. I don't know why. Just these things just perturb me. That's all right. 
Get it vented out. It, it's good therapy for you. Uh, Harbor Beach is at Marlette uh, this week. Uh, Harbor Beach bounced back with a shutout win. Up, they had to travel up north to Roger City, and uh, they they took it out on uh, whatever Roger City is. Uh, I don't know what their name is. Uh, and know. Marlette had that disappointing loss to to Caro. So kind of Marlette is in my doghouse yeah. this week. Um, so, but that's uh, you know. Marlette was 3-0 and before last week, and Harbor Beach was slumping before last week. Um, but uh, I'm kind of back on the HB bandwagon and kind of down on Mar- Marlette, though the numbers tell me that this is probably a closer game. I mean, we were, we were very cautious before we jumped in to Marlette. And, uh, yeah, you lose that game at Cairo, maybe looking ahead. That's a uh, – that's a disappointing result, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Ubbly bounced back. They beat uh, Flint Hamity um, and Marlette, or rather, excuse me, Brown City is 1-3 uh, and three after getting smoked by Sandusky. Um, what was that, 52 to nothing? I think the Redskins won it, that A uh, lot game. to a little. So, uh, you know, uh, Ubbly bouncing uh, back and Brown City still uh, trying to figure it out. Uh, just real quickly, uh, K-Pac had dropped out at the start of the season. Kenny Semmelsberger was here last week as a guest, uh, and Kenny said they've been playing a JV schedule and that uh, they were going to play a couple of varsity games here uh, at the end of the year, including one against Cardinal Mooney. Um, and so K-Pac is on the schedule this week to take on uh, a 1-3 and Reese team. That's good to hear. Yeah. Good for them over at K-Pac. All right, uh, Cardinal Mooney, speaking of, have a Saturday game over at East China Stadium, uh, and they'll take on Parkway uh, Christian. And for Mooney, it's been uh, time off after getting a 7-2 victory over Waterford, Our Lady of the Lake, in week two. They've had to sit out two weeks because of uh, the COVID thing because somebody on Waterford Lakes tested positive. So uh, Mooney will bounce back into action. Parkway Christian is down this year. They're one and three. But, again, Mooney's in that tough situation that Almont's in. Um, and Mooney doesn't have the talent that Almont has. In fact, they had some injuries in that Waterford Lakes game. So it sounds like they're going to be missing some guys even when they come back. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe the two weeks helped him there. But, yeah, same thing as Almont. You're getting a team back in action after two weeks off. That's a tall task and really puts you at a disadvantage. At least they get to play at home uh, this this week. Yeah. Uh, Warren Lincoln lost their first two games of the season, and uh, since then they've uh, scored 106 points in their last two wins. That's not good news for a New Haven team that has lost 21 games in a row. Yeah, that's not much to say about that, is there? All right. Eight-man football. Some interesting uh, – I'm not going to try to figure out the Stars. Right now the, the Stars is like a four- or five-team race uh, in the NCTL Stars division because you've got – Morris is undefeated, but they've only played one league game. Two league Two games. league games. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mayville is rolling, and they're undefeated. And then you've got uh, a couple of teams that only have one loss, and two of them are playing each other. Deckerville and uh, Genesee are both three and one. Uh, the loser is clearly out of the race, but the winner still has hope. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's Mayville's to lose. Uh, Deckerville comes up four yards short of winning that game. So yeah, that was something that we didn't know on on Saturday that uh, I learned uh, today was that the fifty eight to fifty four Mayville won that game, but on the last play of the game, Deckerville got stopped at the four. They couldn't get out of bounds and they couldn't stop the clock, and time ran out before they could get another snap. 
That's a that's a heartbreaking way. To oh, lose. that is, uh, and and especially against a team that you dominated. That that's got to be like the the maybe the biggest win in school history for Mayville. I don't think that that's an exaggerated statement. I mean, I don't know enough about Mayville to say yes. They or don't no, have but. a great history. At least you go back like the last. 20 years they've only been good for maybe the last four or five years so yeah a big win up in mayville uh atherton is at merit one of these teams is going to get their first win of the season and i think it'll finally be new haven merit um i, I know they're 0 four but the teams the, the gauntlet they had to run in their first four weeks as a new member of the stars division uh it's just not fair all right uh big game Kindy North Huron is 4-0. They travel to Peck, who is 3-1. Simply put, uh, if North Huron wins the game, they are the Stripes' undisputed, undefeated champs. However, if the Pirates win the game, the two teams will be looking at sharing the title unless Peck wins. See, this is North Huron's last league game. They -hmm. play a non-conference game in week six. Peck plays this game. And then they go to Ashley in week six for their final league game. So if Peck wins out, they're the undisputed champs. If they win this game and lose next week, they tie for the championship. Or if North Huron wins this week, they're the champs. So it can go three ways. Yeah, it seems basically you can call it the the conference championship for the NCTL Stripes division. Absolutely. Uh, and that should be a really good uh, game. I think North Huron has given up, what, six points this year? Um, I can look. Yeah. They're outscoring their teams 186 to six. So. But uh, Peck has been uh, really good since uh, week one. Yeah, well, that's that's an understatement. We kind of wrote them off week one after getting trounced by Merrill, but since then they've given up 36 points and just absolutely ran off teams off. The yeah, field. well, I mean, again, Sacred Heart was two and zero and had scored uh, 54 points and 80 points. And then Peck went to Sacred Heart and beat him 28-22. And then Sacred Heart turned around and won 70 to nothing yeah. in week four. So that's a quality win for Peck. Um, and that makes me a, a believer. And then CPS is at Akron Fairgrove uh, rounding out the eight-man games. And, again, somebody's going to get their first uh, win uh, there. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking it's going to be the CPS Tigers. I think uh, Akron Fairgrove is a team that they can get by and get a victory. One can hope. Uh but before we go on to the top 10, let's look at some of our top performers of last week. We had a lot of them. Oh, there are quite a few. And, uh, yeah, why don't you start with the ones you saw live? All right, uh, and there are quite a few. I'll, I'll start. Uh, Northern's Isaac Ullenbrook uh, was Isaac Ullenbrook, 165 yards rushing uh, with a 91-yard touchdown run for the uh, Huskies' only score. Uh, so he did his part. Uh, in uh, that uh, game, but PH just had too much, um, and I could probably name more than than four kids. But Shaka Brown finally was involved in the offense, five catches for 82 yards, and then he had a pass defense that that I hope people recognized who were there. He made a great play, uh, a basketball play, jumping up and tipping a ball that if he doesn't get his hands on, Tyler Houle catches it and maybe it's a touchdown that ties that game and sends it into overtime. Uh, It was a big play by Shaka. Ian Mitchell continues to impress us. Three more sacks for him uh, this week. They didn't have Noah Kendall. 
you didn't notice because <laughs> the Big Reds had four sacks and Ian Mitchell had three of them. Uh, Joe Myuri had a, a big sack to set the tone early in the game, and then he had a pick six to end the game. Uh, so he gets on the list. Uh, and, oh, yeah, let's throw in Niger Finney, who had, I think, 84 yards rushing and uh, the first two touchdowns of the football game, which were the only two touchdowns that the Big Reds ended up uh, needing. So uh, those are uh, five guys that I saw last week, four of them for the Big Reds and one for Northern, who definitely could go down as top performers. Yeah, and then the one guy from the Saints uh, that I really wanted to point out, he the Saints did struggle, but I thought Jaden Simonian, I, I talked about him on Saturday night, I thought he played well defensively. I think he had about three or four PBUs um in the game playing at corner so he kind of helped slow down that tower offense um Ostrakis, their quarterback i think he had four four touchdowns five touchdowns um he was he was on it most of the night but uh, that was the one kid from st Clair i came away impressed with and then uh, uh marine city i mean you could have put a lot of people up there we went with just darius watson 130 yards and two touchdowns just seems like spin the wheel who's gonna put up all those numbers and then marysville i didn't realize these were the numbers until we were looking back through them lamarcus lee and demarco singleton combined 45 yards for four or 45 carries excuse me for 400 yards and four touchdowns wow yeah lee had 264 and lee had 136 two touchdowns apiece so uh yeah, and also Larry Smayfield had a 60-yard touchdown catch. I'm going to do some real quick math here. Mm-hmm. What, see how many yards per carry? The- In the last two games, Lee is averaging 13 yards a carry. That's it's uh, 12.9. I'm going to round it up. That's He's averaging ideal. 13 yards a carry. That's ideal. And he scored four touchdowns. <laughs> oh, it's going to be – oh, I'm excited for Friday night. <laughs> um, That's over. What is that? That's 400 yards for two backs. Yeah. Wow. And they were averaging, I mean, on 45 carries. So it's not like they touched it 80 times. Um, and give some BWAC kids a little love. Jack Kaplan, he, uh, for MLA City, he had seven rushes for 103 yards, two touchdowns. And he also threw uh, four for seven, 53 yards, and another touchdown. All right. So we got a Spartan on the list. And you, then- you like MLA City this week because you finally got a win with them in the pickums. Anyway, going on to Croslex. <laughs> like, yeah, about time. Like, how do you get how do you go 0 for 3 on one team? Anyway, <laughs> Croslex, Jake Townsend, uh, didn't have to throw a lot. Five for nine, sixty one yards, still had two touchdowns, and Tony Groppy, uh, seven carries, ninety five yards, two touchdowns, and they're thrashing of Algonac. Yeah, they scored sixty two points. Well, when you get two pick sixes, that that helps a lot. I guess so, but yeah, sixty two to six. I, I thought they'd win that game, but I, I didn't know they'd pour it on like that. I've told you they were gonna be angry. Yeah, they they definitely uh were angry and took out some frustration. Speaking of anger and frustration and angst our top ten usually gets that way <laughs> be- between us because now the competitive spirit uh really uh starts to show. Maybe not as much as the Pickums but since the Pickums are now officially a runaway, um, <laughs> let's, uh, yep. we'll, we'll do the top ten uh, next. So uh, hang in there for that. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing products with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Inc., a registered investment advisor. TV has the area's largest selection of stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And it's time for our top tens. Uh, this is uh, the uh, time of the week where Brady and I argue over who are the ten best teams in the Blue Water area. Let's just get right to it. Let's see who number one is. Uh, your, your top three, throw a blanket over him. He was number one. He beat big six touchdown. Prestige. Worldwide. Why? Why? Is that it? Yeah, it's not as, <laughs> it's not as much fun as the pick. No, that's But okay. it's something. It's, it's something. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, get into it, our uh, top ten. Do you want me to start? You always do. Who's who's your number ten team? We had a lot of shakeup at the bottom of our list. Yeah, uh, and uh, it, uh, well, let, let's just get it and we'll explain it as we go. Uh, my number ten team this week is Imlay City. They're three and one, uh, and they're going to hold their uh, position at number ten for me. 
uh, and uh, they're coming off uh, a win that uh, I predicted that they would get, and they got. All right. Well, number 10, we already have a little difference here. I brought the Armada Tigers back in uh, after their loss to MLA City. I put them in at number 10. Technically, they got a win over Country Day. They didn't play, but they're 3-1, and one, and I couldn't justify putting any other team there. That was probably one of the tougher decisions I had to make, but Armada is number 10 for me. All right. Uh, at number 9, this is where I dropped Northern 2. Uh, I didn't want to punish them a whole lot for losing to uh, Port Huron High, um, but uh, Northern falls to, to 2 and uh, 1, and I'll kind of explain as, as we go further here and you see what teams I put ahead of them. Number 9, I do agree with you, Port Huron Northern. I almost didn't drop them at all because they did have such a good performance against the Big Reds, but I, I brought them down 1. Um, I still really don't have a good idea. This They keep games close, but I feel like teams they should be beating by more, they're not. But then I thought they should have lost by more to Port here on high. I was expecting a, a, a couple score a game, and it really wasn't. I know the final score was 20-7, to seven, but yeah, Northern at number 9, and again, I still don't know what to do with the Huskies. All right, at number 8, that's where I've been sticking Elmont while they've been on hiatus. I still think that uh, they're a real good uh, football uh, team. Uh, they're 1-1 one and one overall. They get uh, back into uh, action uh, this week against uh, Richmond, so I've got Elmont at number 8. At number 8, I have the MLA City Spartans. I did leapfrog them over Armada. Um, I couldn't – or excuse me, not Armada. Uh, Port here on Northern um, – a three and one after a, a rough opening week loss. The Spartans have rattled off three straight. Their uh, time might be short lived in that spot, but for now, uh, Emily City gets to, to settle in at number eight. And let's see if they if they can surprise us all and knock off North Branch. I don't. It's going to be really tough where to slot the Spartans in at. All right, uh, at number seven, uh, here's where Brady is going to argue with me and go, "You can't do that." But I did it. Um, a, a team that probably should have been in our top ten right from the get-go and that I've been ignoring, and and I just happened to glance at the standings this week and go, man, they're having a good season, and they've got a chance to uh, to get a share of the title. Anchor Bay at 3-1 and one is my new number seven team. First time on the poll, and I'm slotting them in at number seven. See, I didn't know that they were a part of our <laughs> top ten list to pick from. Sure they are. They're All right, team. well. Well, they're they're distance wise, they're not uh, that much further away than Algonac. All right, I just I was actually look, where the school is located. They're closer than Algonac. I was looking at. I was like, did I miss a team? But no. Okay, you put Anchor Bay in my list. Did not consider Anchor Bay. Uh, they probably would have been somewhere in that range. But at seven, I'm keeping Almont there. Again, they're my barrier. The teams above them, I know are good football teams. The teams below them. I think are good, but I need to see some something concrete for me to really hop Elmont. And now they're getting back on the field. If they come out and look good, then I'm going to assume that that North Branch game was a fluke and they were missing some players. And then I'm going to have a really tough time slotting them in above with the teams above them. At number six, poor Sandusky. All they do is keep winning. They're league champ now. They're 4-0. They just steamrolled another team. But I just can't move them up any higher on the list. They're gonna—they—they've been at number six for a while now, and I'm gonna keep them there. 
Yeah, I, I also have Sandusky at number six. I think this is when we're going to start to agree. Well, maybe a little more. But Sandusky at, at six, yeah. I think any team above them, if they played them head up, they would lose. Um, again, not much that the Redskins can do except for hope that some teams above them lose and I can just slowly move them up. Yeah. Um, at number five, uh, I've got Croslex still. I know they won by 56. Um, but uh, everybody above them on my list is undefeated, so Croslex is going to stay at number five for me this week. See, this is where we disagree again. I kept Marysville at number five. I said if they beat Fitz, I'd probably move them up. You had to do it in overtime. You had a lead, and you, you, you let it go. That gives me a little bit of worry. They won. They did, so that's why they didn't drop. They won a tough game. They did, and guess what? That's why they didn't drop. They uh, – they, I mean, again, you can play the if game all you want, but they did win. If they would have won by two scores or something, I probably would have flip-flopped them and crossed Lex, but I didn't. So Marysville at number five, they stay put. You win this week, you're going to be shooting up those rankings really fast. All right, I've got Marysville at number four. Uh, I do not punish a team for a win. They're still undefeated, and they're playing for an outright championship uh, this week against another undefeated team who's a big rival. Um, Marysville is my number four team right now. And I do not punish a team for a win also, especially when you do it by 56 points. That's why Croslex stays at number four for me. They lost a touchdown game two weeks ago to a North Branch team that I think is uh, really good. They're ranked in the state. Um, so Croslex, uh, yeah, they're going to stay at number four. And I... Again, Marysville, you win this week. I promise you, you can win two nothing, <laughs> two nothing. Then no you, no disrespect, but for me, uh, Croslex beat Algonac, and Marysville had to go to Fitz. Two completely different opponents. Yes, but I wasn't going to flip flop them. Marysville didn't show me enough to put them ahead. Going into your top three, I think we have the same three teams. But what order do you have? Yeah, well, I've got North Branch still at number three. Uh, after uh, another big win for them, they're they're four and zero, so I'm uh, not going to move them from where they're at. Um, and at uh, I've still got Marine City at number two. They're four and zero. Madison is down, so they did what I thought they'd do: win by 47 points. Um, and PH comes out of the Crosstown showdown with a, another win. They're four and zero. They're a league champion, uh, and they're still my number one team until somebody knocks them off. North Branch, yeah, you have it right at number three. A uh, team that's very solid. A team that's, uh, like I just said, is in Division Four. I believe they're number 10. Um, but, yeah, a team that's put the area on notice. They're, they're the team to beat in the BWAC. They knocked off Croslex. Uh, number three is staying. I don't know if they can do anything the rest of this year uh, to move up without a team losing. So I know they have two three-and-one teams left. But Port here on high. I've had them at two the whole time. They're staying at two. Uh, they just they just haven't given me that extra little oomph that Marine City has, and I know they're playing tougher opponents. But if they played on a neutral site, I don't know who I'd pick in that game. So I've had Marine City at number one. They're going to stay at number one. It's just the sharpness and that extra crispness they have to that offense. And they, I think they just make less mistakes than Port Huron High has this season. So Marine City at number one, Port Huron High two, North Branch stays at three, Croslex stays at four after the win over Algonac, 
Marysville slots in at number five. Again, you beat Marine City, you're shooting way up those rankings. Sandusky at six. Again, like you said, feel bad for them. All they do is win. They have a league title now, and they're only number six. Almont at number seven is kind of that barrier. Emily City moves up to number eight. Northern drops one to nine, and Armada enters my top ten at number ten after a forfeit victory. Yeah, and uh, my list again, I keep PH at number one. I keep Marine City at number two. I keep North Branch at number three. I keep Marysville at number four. I keep Croslex at number five. I keep Sandusky at number six. So my top six didn't change this week. Neither of ours did. I slotted Anchor Bay in at number seven, first time in the poll. That dips uh, Elmont to eight, Port Huron Northern to nine, and Imlay City to uh, 10, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as uh, who are the uh, 10 top teams in the Blue Water area. Got anything to add to that? No. No, another good show. I'm excited for Thursday. We're going to have a fun guest. Uh, and, uh, again, Friday night, that train rolls into Walt Braun Viking Stadium. It's just going to be it's going to be an old-school slugfest, and I can't wait for 7 p.m. on Friday night. All right, so another podcast coming up on Thursday. That's the one where we do the pick'ems. Uh, and uh, then, of course, on Friday, Brady's got the, uh, the Express Bowl, I guess we're going to call Choo-choo. it now. <laughs> That's a good name, the Express Bowl. The Express Bowl. It it beats the Mega Bowl. Hey, don't. No, the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl (laughs) is a legend. Don't you. We're going to call it the St. Clair County Express Bowl. So that doesn't you. really roll off the tongue. No, but uh, neither does the Mega Bowl. Uh, yes, it any, does. Anyways, uh, and I'll have uh, the Big Reds against uh, Sterling Heights on uh, Friday night. Uh, so a lot of stuff still to come uh, this week. Two more podcasts and two more uh, exciting football games for you on uh, Friday night. So, again, I reiterate, the place to be for your high school sports fix is GetStuckOnSports.com. You would be foolish not to think so. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.